And let's open our Bibles, please, to Hebrews chapter 4, the book of Hebrews chapter 4. And we're going to read just three verses, verses 14 through 16. So let's read these in unison all together. Hebrews chapter 4, beginning in verse 14, we'll read verses 14, 15, and 16. And let's stand, please, for the reading of uh, the eternal Word of God. And uh, knowing the power of it, uh, it can change your life just by reading it. It can change your life just by hearing it. That is the Word of God. All right, so let's read these together. Ready? Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And so at the end of verse 16, uh, this is the text and the title, uh, In Time of Need. This is very important that we understand how God works in His uh, miraculous timing. So it says, Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find help. When are you going to find the help? In the time of need. So it's, it's timely in nature. All right, let's pray. Father, I pray that you would help us to preach and hear the word and that it would uh, help us uh, today and in the future. Uh, we need this. Uh, it's inevitable. Uh, needs come. Uh, things open up. There are lacking in our, things that lack in our life. And we know that Thou art the great provider. The psalmist said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or seed begging bread. And You always show up in the nick of time. Help us to be reminded of this principle. Help us to establish it in our life. And the just shall live by faith. And we pray for power to preach it and hear it and live it. Help us to lock it in our memory bank. Uh, we will need this someday. Help us. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And you may be seated. Uh, I know the Bible's true because the Bible says it's true. It is the Word of God. But also, many times I can testify I have experienced this. I have lived it. Uh, it is always true. This is the way of God. This is the way. Walk ye in it. We need to understand it. And I can testify uh, this is how God deals with me. So, uh, you know, I'll give you an example. When tonight's over, I'll have a little relief, a little respite. And then by, by, when I get home, I'll get in my office and I'll file my messages. And then I, it will hit me. Oh, you got to come up with four more by next week. Uh, four more by next week. So, when is God going to show up? When I need Him to show up. And the Spirit is like wind. It blows. We wish not where it comes. We don't understand where it goes. And we have to live by faith. And uh, we have to trust God. I remember Brother Roloff, uh, toward the end of his ministry, he, he wanted to really live by faith. He didn't even have notes. 
and uh, he would have the, the quartet girls come up and they would sing and then he'd stand up and he'd say, God hadn't given me a message yet, sing another one. And he, he would just wait on God. And it's one of the most trying times is waiting. And sometimes, you know, we like to have things planned. You know, I'm an organized person. I like to plan my life, schedule it. Sometimes God doesn't give me any uh, a truth. And, you know, sometimes uh, my, I'll be in bed late and I'll say, I got to get up. She'll go, what's wrong? I got to go write something down. Uh, when it comes, it comes, and the just shall live by faith. When will the need be fulfilled? In the time of need. So the reality is, if God didn't give it to you yet, it wasn't a real need. Maybe it was something we thought we needed, or it was something we wanted or hoped for, but God's always going to show up when? At the right time. So God's will is a will of timing. And so the Bible talks about in due time, uh, the appointed time. The Bible says everything is beautiful in its time. The Bible asks the question, why die before thy time? So the workings of God in, in our loving Heavenly Father is timely in nature. So we have Seven days, the great sabbatical week of the work of God in prophecy, the creation of God, eternity before and after. You have the seven days of the week. You have, you know, the 24 hours of the day, the four seasons of the year. The wind's going to come. The wind's going to blow. The wind's going to leave. Uh, last night I looked out and I said, look at that, not one leaf is even moving. I mean, it was dead still. In a very short time, usually that means there's a vacuum, something's going to get sucked in. The wind started uh, really howling and it even broke some tree branches. But the rain will come, everything is cyclical, God's in control. It's, it's very trying and tempting to just let God be God. Trust Him. Doesn't mean you're casual or overly relaxed. It means you know how to watch and pray. You're not just praying. You can say like the psalmist, my expectation is from Him. So the ever-present, almighty I am is eternal. He is the ancient of days. He is the God of gods. He is omnipotent, and he can do anything, but he's not going to do it until the right time. Uh, it's kind of like the, the, the person said, well, uh, when would you like this done? Yesterday. You know, uh, that's why they come up with fast food. You know, you, you get fast food, and that's not fast enough. Uh, and most times it's not even real meat. Uh, scary. But uh, when's he going to show up? In the right time. So everything is matched to a time. The, the prophetic time clock is ticking. When things are fulfilled, they will come to the full. Everything is on God's time schedule. And so what do we need to do? We're not going to change it. We need to get on God's time schedule, trust God, let God be God. So in this life, though, 
God is the need maker and also the need fulfiller. Uh, I was talking about this with my wife. Uh, you know, he determines the fall of the sparrow. We were in a parking lot, this very nice brand new vehicle. I just happened to look over. There was a bird stuck in the grill. You know, he, he didn't probably mean to kill that bird. He's just driving down the road. The bird was flew in front. Uh, it, it lost its life. God determined that. He has every hair on our head numbered. And also, uh, as we were discussing, he feedeth the young lion of the field. You know, it, it seems cruel to us, but God brings in the, the gazelle or the antelope to feed the hungry lion. He always, you know, everything's got to live. Everything's got to eat. We were coming to church this morning. There was four buzzards on a telephone pole, and they were I think they were the red-headed ones. They call them turkey vultures. And then right up on a fence post, there was two of those black-headed ones. I call it the Uvalde Air Force. Uh, one time I was talking, I think it was Miss Armstrong, I said, boy, the Uvalde Air Force is really showing. It was an air show today. And, but what it was was all these buzzards uh, flying around, circling. You know why? Everything has to eat. God made His creation so that it has to eat. And God fulfills or meets the hunger. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor His seed begging bread. Not before, not after. He always shows up when? In the time of need. Very, very important. Philippians 4.19, we quote it all the time, but my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He will supply your need. When's He going to supply it? In the time of need. Not a split second before, not after. God will allow you by sovereignty and providence, your paths will cross, something will happen, you'll meet the right person at the right time, something is going to happen. So, we need to understand this. This is a principle of the righteous, a principle of the will of God. And uh, as we'll mention a little bit later on, uh, I think it was Nehemiah said, or was it Ezra, as thy days, so shall thy strength be. You ever notice that lazy people who don't do much are more tired, they're tired all the time? And then people who work hard, uh, they get real tired, but they have strength to do more than other people who don't do anything. Why is that? Because God is the need filler. If you need strength, He'll give you strength. If you need power, He'll give you power. If you need conviction to stand, He'll give you the conviction to stand. When will that happen? In the time of need. So that word need is interesting. It, you know what it means? Well-timed. He will give you, fulfill the need in the time of need. When is the time of need? When it's well-timed. And this word means opportune. It is the opportunity for God to meet your need. Now, in the text, well, when is He going to do this? You have to ask for it. You have to have boldness to come to the throne of grace to find 
Help what? In the time of need. So a need, it may not be what we think it is. It may not be something is lacking. Um, I'm not convinced of that. It may not necessarily mean that you just need some money at this time in your life, though that could be a need. Or maybe a miraculous touching of your body. God would heal you of an injury or a, an accident or a sickness or a disease. What, what is the real need? Well, according to God's Word, if it's a need, it is well-timed. And in that well-timing, God has planned it all. My Father planned it all. Now, we don't understand it. It's like the old preachers used to say, I don't have to understand it. I just need to know Him who understands it. And I try to figure it out, but I can't. I would like to have it all planned, live by schedule. I cannot do that. So I have to just trust God. So one of the most testing, trying times of living by faith is waiting on the time of need. But it, once you do this, the more experience you get, the more mature you are in the faith, and you can wait on God's timing. So, um, you know, the Bible says, Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Knock, shall be opened unto you. Ask, and you shall receive. And some people believe uh, I'm just taking what I want, when I want. I'm going to force my way. I don't care if God opens the door or not. I'm just going to bust it down. I'm getting what I want when I want it. But if it's a, a need, God will always meet it. My God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He always has. He always will. The just shall live by faith. Now, this is following some very interesting um, Scripture. So we have some precepts that we need to understand to lay the foundation that are before the, the text. And immediately uh, preceding this is the great verse, uh, Hebrews 4.12, about the sharp two-edged sword, which pierces even to the dividing asunder. And it ends up by saying that the, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro, and, and it talks about this is, we have to be aware, like my brother James prayed earlier, God's keeping a record. He's watching. He knows what's happening in our life. We need to realize that this is the fear of the Lord, and it talks about the, the reality that all things are naked and open uh, before Him with whom what? We have to do. And before that, it talks about how are we going to enter into the rest of God? How will we find true rest, true peace, true satisfaction? which is Bible salvation. How is this going to happen? It's very simply, rest in His works. We cease from our own works. We rest in His finished work uh, of the creation. Also, Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. Jesus paid it all. Jesus Christ plus nothing, minus nothing. We trust in Him. So we are resting in His work, 
And then it talks about we have a high priest who is the mediator between God and man, Jesus Christ, who offered himself as the sacrifice for our sin. And he is not a high priest that's far off, unrelating. He has been tempted in all points, like as we, yet without sin. He can relate to us. He became all God, all man, yet without sin, tempted in all points. He knows what it's like to live in a sin-cursed world, in a body of flesh. And so he has compassion on us with our infirmities. He can relate. And so what should we do then as a result of knowing these doctrines? We need to understand, before Christ came as our high priest, there was a veil between the holy place and the holy of holies in which only the high priest could go one day a year on the Day of Atonement. We talked about this recently. And after that, though, Jesus Christ, as our high priest, when he died on the cross, that veil rent from the top to the bottom. And now the way into that holy place is made available for all. Now, this is not to be taken lightly. We should not be full of pride or lifted up. We should not become entitled or casual. That's why it says you need to come boldly because why? It's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God. Only through the finished work of Christ and the blood of Jesus do we have access to God. So we come boldly to the throne. Why? Not because we think we deserve it. Not because we're a, a child of God or a church member in the body of Christ, but because Jesus is our high priest. And so we come to the throne of grace to do what? Obtain mercy and to find grace to help when? In the time of need. Not when it's not the time of need, not before the time of need, not after the time of need. In the time of need, we'll find grace to help. So it's very timely in nature. Think about it. This is a divine appointment. If, if, you're, if you need something right now, God allowed that need in your life. And only God can fulfill that need in your life. And that need is not going to be fulfilled until the right time. And so if we get discouraged or we get selfish or we draw back or we forget this principle, we may think, well, God doesn't have the power to meet my needs. God doesn't love me. How could a God of love allow all these things to happen to me? And, and sometimes, as I mentioned earlier, we get hit hard in a short period of time. And sometimes when it rains, it pours. And we almost get overwhelmed. Sometimes it just seems like, how can I go on? I don't know if I can put up with this much longer. And, and I've said that many times. I don't know what I, I'm going to do. I don't know if I can handle this much longer. So the needs, though, 
are scheduled by God, appointments. That's what it says in Ephesians 2.10, after it says we're saved by grace through faith. It says God saved us and ordained us unto good works. And the, the ordain, the ordination, means a scheduled time appointed by God. Won't happen before, won't happen after. In the time of need. So, here's the temptation that, that I face and we all face. And the longer you live by faith, the easier it gets, but it never really goes away. You're still tried by fire. And so, just get used to it. Uh, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. Our present self-condition. So if you think about right now, your present condition of your life. And then I want you to think about what are the, some things that might be lacking in your life that you would like for God to change needs in your life. It could be physical problems. It could be health problems. It could be financial problems. It could be things that you might need to acquire and you believe God wants you to have it. These types of things. It could be spiritual fortitude and wisdom and knowledge and doctrine from the Word of God. It could be maybe you need more infrastructure in your life, a better job, a new job, uh, a different dwelling place, a better vehicle, uh, more income, these types of things. So your present condition, this is going to tempt us to think the need is right now. In my present situation, right now. But the reality is, and one of the greatest tests of faith is, when the need is evident and it's coming on the scene, or it's already on the scene, but the fulfillment is not there yet, but you have hope. You look for, uh, just like Abraham, look for a city whose builder and maker is God. It hasn't come yet. If it's God's will, it's coming. And really, all, that's why it says, watch and pray. All we need to do is let God be God. Easier said than done. Ask in faith, nothing wavering. Don't be double-minded. Don't rethink it. Don't second-guess it. Don't relive it. Don't go through the process again. Believe God. My God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Did He say some of them, or a few of them, or part of them? No. All. So that shows me, if the, if the fulfillment never came, it wasn't in need. And what I thought I needed, I didn't need it. It was something I wanted. It was something that I hoped for. So, I want us to think about this as we move on. The degree of strength in our life is in direct proportion to the present and very near future responsibilities. God's going to give you the strength to face whatever situations before you. God's going to give you the money to buy whatever He wants you to have. God is going to give you the wisdom to 
organize and steward over whatever he will entrust you with. And God's going to heal your body unless it's an infirmity to keep you humble so you won't be lifted up with pride and let the devil ruin and wreck your life. God always shows up. When? In the right time. How many people got mad at God and turned on Him and quit because they didn't get what they wanted when they thought they were supposed to get it? I deserve better than this. Yeah, but what does it say? Humble yourself, realize it. You realize within ourselves we don't have a right to even breathe a prayer? You realize that? Within our human sinful uh, condition before Christ, in our frailties and our weakness, we don't even have a right to even approach the holy, almighty God. And you realize that. But then you realize, yes, I do. Jesus Christ is my high priest. And He is a relating, loving high priest. He was tempted. He knows what I'm going through. And so you come boldly to the throne of grace uh, to find help in the time of need. But it's always a fulfillment of a God-made need. You know, sometimes people almost have a vacuum in their life and things get sucked into it but no needs are ever really fulfilled, that's not a God-given need. There's something other going on there spiritual. They get sidetracked. They get consumed with something. They get drawn a certain way. But when there's a hollow space that God created, He always supplies the need. And so all we have to do is trust in Him. And, and we've all experienced this. Um, you know, you get a day off and you say, you know, I'm kind of feeling lazy today. And you sleep late. You ever notice you wake up more tired than you would have if you got up at, you know, whenever you normally do, six in the morning or whatever? You ever, yeah. And then you lay around a while and you eat too much and you kind of stumble around from the couch to the refrigerator and back to the couch and lay down and back to the pantry. You know. And then by little time goes past, how do you feel? You're getting more tired. And then you're getting more tired. And then you, you know why? As thy days, so shall thy strength be. Now, if you have to work a hard labor eight-hour shift, even if you didn't get much sleep, God will give you the strength to fulfill your responsibility. I, you know, I used to work double shifts in Chicago. We had to drive an hour, and I think it was like 10 or 15 minutes one way down the Dan Ryan. It was a horrible thing, um, you know, in Chicago, and uh, work, and, and work eight hours. You'd get another eight hour, have to drive all the way back, and then I'd have to go to school, Bible college. How did I make it? I don't even know how I made it. You know why? God showed up in the time of need. You know when He showed up? Right when I needed it. And we had this teacher. Uh, he, he taught 1 Corinthians and soul winning. 
and it was an old chemistry lab. And there were, in the back of the class, there was one of those old uh, countertops with Formica on it. You know, in those days, they didn't have frivolous lawsuits. It had right angles, and they were, you know. And if anybody fell asleep, he'd make them stand up in the back. And we called it the, uh, the Hiles Anderson, what did we call it, slobber or something. And the Howells Andersons, you know, and you'd see these poor guys, and a lot of these guys were married with kids, and they're dry, and you know, they just go, you know, they just, you know, slobber coming out. And this one poor guy, man, he just, and something happened, and he went bam, and he hit his head right here. And you know, here's a preacher going to Bible college, split right here, needed stitches, bloods everywhere on the countertop. And that guy's going, I told you to stay away. Uh, and I'm sitting there trying to take notes, everything I've got. How am I going to make it through this? In the time of need, you make it. How are you going to make it? In the time of need. Now, is God going to show up and give you strength while you're asleep? No. Is he going to show up and give you strength when you're brushing your teeth? No. Is he going to give you uh, strength when uh, you're getting dressed? No. He's going to give you strength when you need the strength. So you just let God show up. You know what we do? I can't do it. I'm too tired. You know, I bet you do that. I just can't do it. You don't know what I'm going through. I'm just so tired. Well, as thy days, so shall thy strength be. You can do what God wants you to do. So, you ever notice the more busy you are, the more strength you get, and the more you incorporate into your schedule, the stronger you get, but then at the same time, the less you take upon yourself, you lose your strength because God will only give you what you need to fulfill the responsibilities, but he's only going to do that at the right time. Think about it. Many times we would think at this point right here now, I can't, I can't do it, right? I cannot do this. But if you're faithful and you trust in the Lord, when the, when the clock ticks and it's the time of need, you know what's going to happen? God's going to meet the need. But so many people quit. They don't trust. They just can't live by faith. And it's very important that we understand this is a principle of God's power. How is God's power going to be unleashed in our life, distributed and through our life, this is the principle, the grace of God. In the time of need, strength, the ability will come. We don't understand it. The endurance, yes, God will give it. The fortitude, you know, how can you forgive somebody who deserves utter judgment of something they did to you? Well, if you have forgiveness, and what the word means is to release the offense, you, you have forgiveness ready, but God will give you the grace to forgive 
when you need the grace to forgive, not before or not after. And so, um, you know, I, I was thinking about why, why a lot of people quit piano lessons is because of recitals. That's why I quit when I was a little kid. Uh, I hate recital. I hated playing before people. You know, it's kind of like singing in the shower. You really can, you know, well, stand up in front of people and see how everything changes. But um, how are you going to do something in public when it's awkward and it's not natural? Is God going to give you the strength to do it when you're at home? No. Is He going to give you the strength to do it when you show up to the public setting? No. You know what's going to come? Right when you need it, right when you stand up, right at the time of need, God's going to give you exactly what you need. You know, I can't preach, and you'll say amen to that. I don't blame you. You know, I can't preach until it's time to preach. You know, I think about on Sunday morning, Sunday school, I can't teach Sunday school, and you'll say, boy, you, you were right there. But... Uh, you know when I can teach Sunday school? When I'm sitting there and it's time to teach Sunday school. Until then, there's no way. Because it's not me. I can't do it. God gives me the ability to do it. You remember when Lazarus was on his deathbed? They knew only Jesus was their only hope. And it says that he purposely waited to let him die. He purposely let him die. And Jesus wept because of their unbelief. And they said, if thou wouldst have been here, Lazarus would not have died. And Jesus allowed all this to happen. God Almighty set it up in timing to prove to those people and in the eternal word of God and to us today that God can do anything. And he said, Lazarus! Come forth. And he came walking out looking like a mummy with the, the, the wrapping on him. And when did he show up? At the exact time. Not a split second before or after. Think about it. Whatever you're afraid of, if you'll trust God, he'll give you the ability to face it. Whatever is awkward in your life, God will help you to face it, and to go through it. So, you know, and this is kind of sad to talk about, but, you know, you say, well, I'm, a, I'm afraid to die. Well, it's not time to die yet, because when you're going to die, God's going to give you dying grace. He's going to give you dying grace. When the time comes, even so come, Lord Jesus. So let me just go through. We're almost through, just real quick. In these principles... Just believe God, understand, if it's a need, He developed it. And if it's a need, He will fulfill it. And so, our responsibility is to do what? Boldly come to the throne of grace to find mercy and help in the time of need. If you don't ask, you will not receive that fulfillment. Ask, and you shall receive. So that's our responsibility. Now, once we do that, that's why we're to pray without ceasing. Once we do that, 
we need to be responsible and face the duties of everyday life, but then realize everything is on a schedule, a time of Almighty God and His will, and God is not going to meet the need until when? The time. The time of need. So, as thy days, so shall thy strength be. And as thy needs, God will fulfill those needs. And I can testify, uh, I live this daily, daily. Uh, you know, there's things coming this week. You know when God's going to help me out? When it's the right time. It isn't this week yet. You know, so when you start living in the future, oh, no, what's going to happen? Oh, no. You know, Senator Biden, oh, no, this is coming up on Tuesday. Oh, no, I've got to. Hey, it's not then yet. Why are you nervous about then when God said and when it comes time, he's going to help you? So don't live in the past. Don't get ahead. When's it going to happen? The time and need. Amen. All right, let's pray. Let's uh, bow our heads, close our eyes. I want you to